Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'll tell you what. I just wanted to get this show started off right and just let the internet know. The internet is my friend. <laughs> oh, Jason, that's terrible. The internet is my friend. That's I'll right. tell you what. I, I concur. just had... I got a little sick. I just want to apologize to the internet. I got a little sick this past week, and I wasn't able to troll you just as hard as I wanted to. All the nice comments we got on the last video. Oh, did we get some good ones? We got some good ones. I'm not going to read them because I'm afraid we get our channel deleted. But I'll tell you what. I just the Christian church Christians. They're just some of the most lovely people. I mean, they just really, and I tell you what, they're really zealous. Well, Jake, Jake, some of the some of the people that was responding. They're not part of the church. They are of the spirit of the Antichrist. But but you're just saying, just laying that out. Yeah. No, they're lovely people. Wow. I don't think they realized that it was me that was replying to furthermore, them. Furthermore, let me just say. They just kept talking about these old men. Yeah, well, I'm happy, I was getting ready to say, I am happy to be 39 years old. <laughs> and uh, listen, Jason, me and Roland have been called two old men one other time. And it's been so long ago, can't remember what it was. was. Yeah. <laughs> but well, we were, we had one radio show come in and told us that we just needed to be on the couch and call it Live with Two Old Men. Live with Two something. Old Men. Yeah, I think that's what yeah, something, yeah, that was. Something like that. Live with well, Two Old Men. And they just hee-hawed, and uh, they didn't realize it. They just lost their check. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. That was, that was one sale they didn't get. Yeah, they thought they'd been cute. Well, I do want to just say that I do appreciate everybody's comments. and, and we really, even Absolutely. Though, even absolutely. Ma- majority of you are wrong. It's okay. I mean, you yeah, can that's still. Right. We, give you, the, we you give you the opportunity yeah. to be wrong. That's yeah, right. just come on in. Um, make sure you head over to the Kingdom Prophetic Society next time and we can carry on the conversation That's there. Right. We, we welcome you all over there. The title of today's show, I'll go ahead and named it. Uh-oh. Oh, the title of today's show. Okay, put your fingers in your ears. Here we go. Finger, Should here. Mike Bickle be restored? <gasps> he used the R word. He restored, used the R restored. word. Well, because, I mean, I mean, it seems to be the question. I mean, there's just well, so is, many. It a, is it PR or FR? Yeah, see, that's the, that's really the that's deal. That's the question. That's the question. Because... Um, Wait, basically, here's another question. Well, it's, is the Bible true or is it not true? Well, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people out there that say, I mean, I guess because you're accused of something, that makes you guilty, and that means God's done with you. I and mean, that, if you listen to these people, that's kind of the path that you have to take. So I guess you go through life just hoping you never get accused of anything. And if anonymous <laughs> accusers can set people down. Anonymous accusers. Yeah. Anonymous accuser. Yeah. If an anonymous accuser can set somebody down, what is to stop Correct. the satanic temple from alleging, bringing out al- allegations against any pastor anywhere at any time? Well, well, they're saying you, you can shut them all down. To, you're supposed to be beyond reproach. You're not supposed to be able to have anybody make accusations. It just so happens, or they didn't inform Jesus before he did the cross thing, but. That's right. You know, I didn't include it, that. Didn't I bet the devil, he is probably stoked. I mean, you imagine, he's probably had a vacation this past week. He's like, man, they are doing well, good enough <laughs> on their own over there. Yeah, yeah that's he's, right. He can just, uh, he's But you know, now there's a lot of people that is, they are, this is a good place to start, Alan. Okay, let's, let's start, start here. On. Individual restoration is a phrase that's being used. Uh-huh. And ministry restoration mm-hmm. it's being differentiated mm-hmm. there is no such thing in the scriptures as partial 
restoration. If it's partial, it's not restoration. Restoration. In Galatians 6, 1, if a man be overtaken with a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore. The term restore in that text does not, as I heard some man imply, he was doing a podcast. This dude was doing, I can't even remember his name. He was doing a podcast about how awful Rick Joyner was. And he said that Galatians 6, 1 was talking about individual restoration, which proves that he either does not have any understanding of the word or it proves that he just hasn't read it properly. Mm-hmm. Something Something's going is wrong because the term restore in Galatians 6, 1 indicates complete restoration. restoration. Complete yeah. restoration. There is no partial restoration. No well, let me ask you this. It's always compared to, you know, the heart of man. You know, we're talking yeah. about has it got a pure heart or not. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's the comparison. So it's got to work our way through. So it would be really tough to be alive and have a partial heart transplant. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, it doesn't that's work. Right. It doesn't work. And so with the Word of God, it doesn't work. So that's yeah. the reason we, don't do, work. we do believe in uh, full restoration. Of course, you know, we've been accused of saying, well, it's not time to talk about that yet. Well, see, here's, here's the deal. I won't even enter a conversation unless the goal is full restoration. That's exactly right. Here, Unless in, we're just going to have a lynching. Well, in Galatians 6, one, if a man be overtaken with a fault. So if you're not going to talk about the restoration process, uh, don't talk right. about the fault. That's right. You, you can't know, the, do Bible. Right. You can't, you're not, not in agreement with Scripture if you don't do both. Right. So I'm saying if we're going to talk about a fault, then restoration has to be the goal, has to be the motive, That's right. and it must be talked about. And restoration is not partial. It's complete. It's complete restoration. Now, and here's the thing. You brought up the half of a heart transplant. Yeah. Neither are you half saved. That's right. You either saved or you're not well, saved. Well, I don't know. I mean, Jason thinks there's a few out there that ain't about <laughs> half. <laughs> well, um, our old friend. I mean, friend, we run into a few. Uh, where, where. Our old friend, Old at Heart, just said, all those comments must have been from Democratic Christians. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell Old at Heart needs to know this because this yeah, was a thought I had this morning. As I was thinking about this stuff, and I thought – these people oh, are either lost, or they're Democrats, or they're both. Yeah. <laughs> One of the well, two. Old so Hart, I'm in agreement with Old at Heart. Hart has passed judgment, well, <laughs> we <laughs> shall. Jeff, I need to meet Old at Heart sometime. <laughs> I'm going to have to have a little talk with Jeff Rowland and Old at Heart. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the, the topic that's being floated around. We can talk about, I want to talk about a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. but that's one of the topics I want to talk about, is this idea of partial restoration being restored they're calling it well let's restore them to god individually then we'll go go into this process of restoring them to, let me just say how's that working out like for jim baker because people still talking about his fault he's used all the time they're still talking about his fault that's decades jimmy swaggart they're still talking about his fault i'm not denying those men that had faults they had faults that they confessed well some uh, of these that are condemning these guys weren't even born then yeah, I mean, not not that you know. I, I won't hold. I won't hold it against them. They're too young. If they won't hold it against me, I'm too old. That's exactly right. <laughs> Which brings me to another topic I want us to talk about. So let's okay, remember let's all these topics. It. I got okay. it. Oh, here's another topic I want to talk about: dishonor and honor in the mm-hmm. body of Christ. Mm-hmm. There's a problem with that. I and agree. I heard a podcast mm-hmm. on this subject, Alan, this past week, where they was talking about the old guard. And they was talking about it in a negative light, like the old guard. You know, they needed to pass the baton to the new guard that had all these new ideas about truth, I guess, or whatever. I do understand mentorship, and I believe in in all of that. But here's the, the problem. There is such dishonor 
from a younger generation to an older generation. Such dishonor. And you can you can say, well, it's deserved because of this. No, no, no. When you start saying because of, you're guilty of the same thing. Mm-hmm. There is a thing about the age of someone that needs to be respected because they have experience that you don't have. They see things that, that you can't see. When I was a kid, my dad used to tell me, you know, when you grow up and, and this, and I used to say, I can't, you know, I'm not, no, I don't, until you experience it. Mm-hmm. But the experience, there's something about the experience. There's something about the experience. Well, what you have, Jeff, is you have first generation, second, third, fourth. It takes, if you start a church, let's say as an example, your first generation church, and you can't take a church but so far in one generation. If you're a second generation church, you have learned the art of appreciating the first generation. Then you build on top of that. And your generation can take it to a place that it takes two lifetimes to get it there. Yes. If you're a third generation church, you can take that church one generation, but you got two other generations. That's right. So you're in one lifetime, you can be at a three lifetime church. Yeah. Or a family or That's a business right. or, or whatever. So That's right. To because of pride and the lack of honoring yeah. the previous generation. If if you go to England today, you got houses over there that have been built for a thousand, two thousand years. You can even go to Rome or some what happens is United States in about seventy five years house are ready to tear down. If you build a house right the first time over there, of course they build a lot of times with rock and stone and things like that. And so the houses would last. Surely to goodness the word of God would be like building a house with stone. Yeah. Surely to goodness, it would be a house that would last forever. Yeah. And the only thing you need to do is keep adding on to it. That's right. You never need you, to tear down the... That's the, the thing. The, you get nowhere by tearing down what the last generation you get, did. But a lot no. of people get their strength yeah. from robbing. In other words, some people do not have any courage. That's so right. So the way yeah. they get courage is they try to discourage others. Yeah. And then they, by discouraging... They think they get courage because yeah. they've destroyed some, and we're seeing that in some of these younger guys of these podcasts. Uh, I mean, I'm glad they're doing it, but their lack of honor—they don't realize what they're oh, doing. Oh, it's to it's so incredible. Yeah, it's it, so incredible. And I've, I've I've said this before: you can't honor something that's dishonorable. Exactly. But can I tell you that by tearing down the honor of what others have done previously, yeah, just to build your own platform. That's wrong. That, that's, that's, some, that's a dishonorable act. That's a big, huge disconnect uh, right there. And I can't hardly tolerate that. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've heard so much this week concerning what's going on at the House of Prayer and then people trying to connect what they say Bob Jones did. Well, I knew Bob Jones personally. And so did I. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. I've about had my feel of that. That is of the spirit of the I've Antichrist. Heard, I, I heard one guy... Well, I'm not going to say what he said because it yeah. sounded like something a pervert would say, but his accusations against Bob was just so wrong. So wrong. So out of the pit I of know hell. what you're talking about. I mean, bless the boy's little old heart. Yeah. He took great pride. And he enjoyed being, it. And being able to talk down. Yes. He was talking down. They did the same thing to Rick Jordan. They did the same thing to Rick they Jordan. Were, they were talking yeah. down to him like he was a little schoolboy or yeah, something. Yeah, that's right. People that do that have that kind of attitude, how often do you think it is that they are themselves committing the same sins that they're accusing others of doing? I think it's doing. worse. Hey, it's probably 92%. <laughs> it's probably, yeah. I saw some statistics. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, yeah. to, to yeah. Get, no, randomly, you're right, Jason. You're you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. how often are they, you're the, actually, are they the ones? Yeah, I'm not saying this is the case of, in Bickles. Okay, I'm not saying yeah. I'm saying as a whole. Most of the time, people who make accusations are doing what they yeah. are accusing them. 
yeah. others of. In other words, they can't uh, tolerate. They can tolerate the sin in their life. They can't. They tolerate can't tolerate somebody, somebody else's. else's. Mm-hmm. So there's two topics that I want us to talk about: individual restoration and ministry restoration, or partial restoration and full restoration. I'd like for us to talk about dishonor and honor that's going on. But there's there's all kinds of topics related to this. But I want us to talk about what Jason titled this thing. What did he title it? Should Mike Bickle be restored? That's the question. Well, I mean, and what does that look like? Don't, and watch, Alan, if you and I and Jason, let's just say, let's just say that we, because this was a question I think that was asked of us. If we were handling things out there since we know everything apparently in the world and of which i agree with that comment <laughs> that came in it said since we know everything i'm glad they understand that we do here at the smith and roland show <laughs> right. we are the arbiters of all truth right. how would we handle the situation and we can answer that question because we've been in that situation that's exactly right more than once yeah we have experience with it yeah and so that's another topic i want us to talk how, how would we how would we handle it out there well, here we go. We've got another comment here oh. from Mr. Old at Heart. Old at Heart. He says, oddly enough, we studied Galatians 6 this morning. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such as once in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Yes. And that's the verse that that's, that's right the right. verse of Scripture that uh, Rick got in trouble for. Rick really? got in trouble for that. And I guess we can talk about it publicly, Alan. They do. So should we? Rick does Rick's rants. Yeah. And I enjoy them. Man, I enjoy them. And, I do too. Uh, and he did a, a rant on, and he used Galatians 6.1, and uh, he got in some trouble for it. And uh, Well, people think you know, because. I, every time you use the Word of God, it seems like you, you know, get in trouble. People think that just because you want to see a guy restored, regardless of the fact of whether Mike Bickle is guilty of what he's accused of, he's still going to have to be restored because it's yeah. drug him through the ever-loving mud. Well, it's going to be easier to restore him if he's sinned. Probably. Much easier. Try to restore him against all these accusations. Well, yeah. much easier because the truth of the matter is, is now that the allegations are out there. Listen, let's be honest. Let's live in the real world. Oh, come on, You cannot prove your innocence once someone makes an allegation. Unless Mike Bickle spent the last 30 years in Switzerland and was never there, he can't prove that he's innocent. (laughs) So just quit playing that stupid game. Not in the days. No. If he stands up and says, I didn't do it, who's going to believe him? The people that will believe him, Jeff, will be the people that trust him and know him. Right, yeah. And that would be the people that believe him. But those are not the ones bringing and that's, the allegations. And that's the people that should know. And that's the, people, know the people and that's that the people who matter. Yeah. That's the people who matter. I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. Good word, Jack. Uh, that good is word. a good word. But I will say that that's not going to happen if Bickle stays in the shadows and don't come out and start preaching. I was I, thinking that. But I've you, got but a you little know deal what, Go ahead. Yeah, I was thinking about that because, you know, we said that last week. He, I need to hear from Mike. Truth is, we won't know anything until we do hear from Mike. But I don't know. It's you're getting a lot of worm out of the wood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he's trying to get the wood clean. It may be. I, don't I mean, know. you know. It, <laughs> That's a good thought. Yeah, he's getting a lot of worm, worm out of the wood. Man. So it's amazing how, well, I'm really, truthfully, I'm very shocked at how much traction this thing is. I heard a young young man there yesterday, and boy, I'm telling you what's the truth. He had went to IHOP to their school he'd got his feelings hurt somehow or another and i now just up front let me just let me qualify something here if you go to a school mm-hmm. and they claim they're going to teach you about the prophetic mm-hmm. you better go with some tough hide i'd say that's right <laughs> now maybe it shouldn't be can i ask a question but the only thing that? i can tell you is they stand there flat 
flat-footed and just tell you. I mean, Rick's, yeah. Rick is known. This is the reason I like Rick. He's known to tell you the truth. Now, he's not going to put cinnamon sugar. And, I've never heard somebody kisses. say that Rick gave it to him really easy. The times I've no. talked to Rick Joyner has been very few. Mm. But the times I have talked to him, he did leave me with the impression that you would never have to wonder what's in his mind. Yeah. Not even slightly. You know, you know him slightly. a lot better than I do, but I'm yeah, just saying yeah. he left me with that impression. Well, my impression um, is he's he's very honest. Or there, you might not agree with where he is, but he's very. Uh, the biggest thing I don't agree with Rick Joyner on is his love for Harley Davidsons when he could have a Yamaha. But but that aside, <laughs> I, me and him's had I'm, that conversation. I'm there, I'm there with you, Jack. I get a witness yeah, for that. There you go. But you know, there, there's been a lot of talk about Rick. Which is dishonorable. That's very dishonorable. It's dishonorable. There's been a lot of talk about Bob Jones. It's, it's dishonorable. It's been dishonorable. It's dishonorable. All these guys that want to do podcasts, how they're going to correct everybody else, it's dishonorable. Yeah, yeah. It's dishonorable. And, not and in- this thing of the prophets judge the prophet's word, get in a closet somewhere and judge the word. But you don't have to air your well, dirty they, laundry out in public to a, try to crucify somebody. I read a story one time about some people making fun of a prophet and some bears come out. That's exactly it. right. You know what they're making fun of? His bald head. So that's, everybody that's, needs to watch it out that's there. That's exactly right. But we do have a story there in the scriptures yeah. of making fun, yeah. making light of. Yeah. And that's it's just a dishonorable thing, and that's what we're talking about. And it about. shows the pride and arrogance of those that's doing it. Yeah, exactly. It really does. Mm-hmm. Now, let's get back to the restoring thing, just to to say Galatians 6.1 is in the Bible, even those that are in charge and that sort of thing. And this is part of how we would handle this. And, Alan, you help. And you please chime in. If we were in this situation handling this, this, right. I think, for me personally, right. this would be the theme verse that, that I would use even for the accusers. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to Everybody qualify involved. that. Everybody, Everybody involved needs to be restored. And you can tell who's walking with God by who wants to be restored. Mm-hmm. And we can go into all the restorative process, but the thought of restoration in the original language the term restore means to complete thoroughly. Now, there is nothing no, in that. I don't say that again. It, it, means, it, means, it to, means it means to complete, complete thoroughly. That means 100%. That's 100%. Mm-hmm. There is no partial restoration mm-hmm. talked about in the Word of God. There's no partial salvation talked mm-hmm. about in the Word of God. Restoration. Well, that's to say God does things halfway. Well, yeah. I mean, would somebody <laughs> please God. understand how foolish that sounds? I don't think they've. They've not thought it through. No, they've not thought it through. They've not thought it through, which shows you that they're thinking more like the world and based on the philosophy. They need to listen to some couple old men. That's That's right. right. That's what they need. They need a little fathering there. They need the arbitrators of all truth. (laughs) Quit. Which is us too. Quit. You know what I said. Jason's coming along, but it's us too. (laughs) Excellence in broadcasting, by the way. That's exactly right. Well, go ahead. we, We had a guy last week, God bless him. He left us a novel or two in comments, and I'm not going to read them all, nor am I going to address everything that he has to say. But we do appreciate him, though. But we do appreciate yeah, you, Richard. Do. He did leave one comment that I thought would probably be a good, let's take two minutes. I think the rest of the show is probably going to answer the rest of it. Okay. But he said, if he would have just put this comment instead of the other, I appreciate your comments, though. They do help traffic. So he said, so how would you deal with the a pastor of a church being accused of multiple sexual immoralities. If they're handling it wrong, how would you handle it? There it is. Okay. How would you handle okay. it biblically and legally? To start with, my heart goes out to those leaders that I hop. Absolutely. There is no way 
and he they said it, and then they were right. There's no way they can handle it, and everybody's going to say they did a good job. No. There's abs- so my heart goes out to those guys, and I've been there too. So based on that comment, I think they're doing probably as good as you could do. Now, what would me and Jeff do different? I can tell you what we've done that's different. Number one, where you approach these things, that uh, full restoration is the goal. If that's not our approach, we don't approach. No. I've never been in a situation that you couldn't approach it with that in mind. Right. And because when you have that in mind, when you're doing these things, you need the edge of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit, if you have that in mind, will be with you. And it'll it'll work out things that you would think would never, would just absolutely never work out. The first thing we do is we believe in covering each other. We don't believe in exposing sin to the world. I know in the Western church, most people believe that you do everything by vote, by the majority. Today, this situation is out there, and we're, they're trying to see a public opinion. Where's the majority of people? But in our world, we believe that you need to cover each other. The truth is, nobody should even know about this but the leaders of Amen. IHOP and the accusers. Then at the end of the day, after the leaders and Mike and the accusers have come to a conclusion, it's okay to say, well, we had a little trouble here, and we've got it all worked out. And it's okay to say, well, Mike decided he'd move on. And so here we are. And I mean, all of those things, anything's permissible like that. But the big breach is it's got out beyond the leadership and those that are, because everybody says they want to protect the accusers. Well, that's okay. What about Mike? Why not we protect Mike here a little bit? Absolutely. What about the leadership? Why don't we protect the leadership here a little bit? So my, our, the way Jeff and I have approached these problems in the past, we believe in covering each other, just like with Noah. He sinned, you know, if you remember the story. And his boys came in and looked at him. They shouldn't have. They still covered him, but they'd already messed up. So we don't think you're to expose each other's vulgarity and sin to the world. Love covers. Love covers a multitude multitude of sins. So that's our premise. I know that's against the flesh because the flesh wants to know all the gory details. Yeah, I mean, because everybody talks about. I told you so. Yeah, and and everybody goes to this thing. It's a cover up. It should be in the house. It of should God. be a cover up in the house. Of God. Absolutely, that's a, that's a good point. But we're we don't say that you're covering up so that it goes away. I'm sure Mike's got half a dozen men in his life that will sit, could sit down with Mike. And say, okay, Mike, what the heck's going on? That's here? right. And, and if he'd be accountable yeah. to those men, that's right. It could be the elders. Right. It could be some other men. I don't know. But I believe that that could take place, and that within the close confinement of those leadership of that leadership, they can do the right thing. Absolutely. What everybody's demanding is what they call justice. Now, if everybody's demanding justice, you just need to go into the court system and forget the house of God. And forget it. Because if you're demanding justice, if I remind you of some scripture, none of if you're demanding justice for your brother, you're just heaping justice down on you. We're a people of mercy and of yeah. the grace of God. Yeah. Is our message exactly? And I know a lot of religious spirits don't like to hear that, Jeff. Yeah. I, I get yeah. that. Yeah, it ticks off a religious spirit, and it's really going to tick off a worldly philosophy in handling such matters. Such matters. Yeah, this is a church uh, matter. I don't think it's, it's even, a church matter. Unless yeah. now, if you've broken a law of the land, yeah. Well, then it needs to go to the law of That's the land. That's exactly right. You know, and I'll also say restoration. We believe it. There can be no restoration without repentance. Of course not. There has to be repentance. We know that. Mm-hmm. But we don't know the guilt or the innocence of anyone no, in this scenario. Are the accusers guilty? We don't know. Is Mike Bickle guilty? We don't know. 
guess what? We don't know a lot. And can I tell you, we shouldn't know nothing at this point. No, just those leaders, those that are involved, from our understanding and our experience, we think it needs to be a close, confined problem. That's right. And what the enemy is getting a lot of mileage out of this, so the enemy wants all the churches everywhere to expose everything all the time. The only thing I can tell you, Jeff, if you had an antenna at a church door and all the people that came to church Sunday, what if it shot your heart up on an overhead projector because everybody came through the door, everybody could see the sins you committed that That's right. That's right. I wonder how many people we're going to have at church Sunday. Yeah. You see. And another thing, it's it's a violation our sins should involve just those that we're touching or hurting or whatever. So it needs to involve those that it's touched, and then that's where it needs to go. But anyway, we know how the flesh works. Everybody wants. Because, see, I'm hearing things now, Jeff, in this past week in some podcasts. Uh, one particular young guy, and most of these are younger guys. I'm not picking on the younger. I'm just saying that's where it's coming from. And one said, well, Kansas City's just a bunch of false prophets. It's always been a bunch of false prophets. I knew it was a bunch of false prophets, and I thought, well, you ain't been around long enough to know if there's been a false prophet. That's but exactly right. Nonetheless, yeah. he was condemning how the whole thing was a sham, a bunch of false prophets. Now, listen to me. If you're listening to us and you think that way, you're pretty, you're short-sighted. You need some wisdom. You're just short-sighted, and I'm not condemning you for it, but I am saying there's more to see than you're seeing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more to see than you're seeing. I've seen two different ideas about that. what you just said there that, uh-huh. that's intriguing to me. I've seen some that's making that statement that, you know, Kansas City's always just been, you know, all that. And to me, they're coming from a standpoint that they disagree with them doctrinally. And because they disagree yeah. with a prophetic move of some sort doctrinally, then that's the way they're judging it. Then you've got another group out there that's trying to build their platform off of the destruction of someone else. In other mm-hmm. words, let's bring them down, and hopefully that'll elevate us in the prophetic movement. Well, it's pride. You've seen both both of the. I'm seeing both of those scenarios at work, and that's part of the dynamic of not handling this in house, mm-hmm. and for the sake of this thing called transparency. And I've never seen that in a word. I mean, we are transparent before the Lord, mm-hmm. and we were before we were born. And David said concerning his sin with Bathsheba in his repentance, he said, Lord, against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. David had the right perspective. Well, they also had the right perspective when it came to Saul. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you're talking about honoring, and um, David knew a spiritual truth. And one of the big violations you and I and Jason have been discussing, how this dishonoring and talking down to, you know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, absolutely. What's another definition? Condescension. Condescension. Yeah. Talking down to an elder with no respect. I mean, that's embarrassing. It's way embarrassing. That's just totally embarrassing. And uh, you'll get a lot more mileage pulling off a of David to Saul. Yeah, and honor, I mean, he could have killed Saul how many times? Oh, yeah. David refused it because he knows you're not to touch that. Yeah, and, and, I, and I will, I'd like to caution those that are so ready to condemn Rick Joyner. Mm-hmm. Rick Joyner is, is now an elder in the body of Christ. That's right. He's a father in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Down through his life, it's been at least apparent to me with his work in restoring others mm-hmm. to dishonor him that way now. 
I think is uh, that's just not dangerous. Wise. You got some spiritual bears it's, out there that's going to bite them. Dangerous. Bite them that's dangerous. Butt. You know, I think uh, Jesus gave us a really good example of how much he really needs the mob. It's in um, John 8. It says, Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman who was called in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was called in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us, that such be stoned. But what do you say? And this is what they say, testing him. He said, he who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And yeah. to me, that just kind of shows the picture of how much Jesus really needs all of this mob involved in a situation. <laughs> yeah, also, just to say to that, when he said that, he then said, woman, yeah. where are thine accusers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she said, they're gone. He said, go and sin no more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At that moment, guess mm-hmm. what happened? Instantaneous restoration. Mm-hmm. Complete mm-hmm. restoration. That's that's the supernatural yeah. part of the gospel. That's exactly right. And then people are reducing the supernaturalness of the gospel yep. to a work. Yeah. Now, the Bible had said for them, I mean, Moses had said that she should be stoned. Right. Yeah. And all of these all of these people say, Mike Bickle needs, I'm not. Yeah. Just hear what I'm saying. Yeah. You Please, know, you, you know, literalist. Oh, you, you yeah. Keep, I got keep going. You're right. But all these people say stone Mike Bickle. I mean, go look in the mirror, people. Yeah. And go look in the mirror. When the accusers were accusing the woman caught in adultery, yeah. according to the Mosaic law, they should have got the man she was committing adultery yeah, with right. to be stoned as yeah. well. But the truth is, he was probably standing out there in that mob. Yeah, he was part of the mob that was accusing <laughs> yeah. And that goes to the to It the might point. have been half of the mob. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. <laughs> and that goes to the point of, you know, that's why I use, and I appreciate Rick for doing this. He used the term accusers. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. They're not victims. That's not been proven. If they're victims, then Mike Bickle needs to stand trial and go to jail mm-hmm. because that implies that he raped them. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, my, here's my thing. The accusers need to be restored. But if you're going to crucify Mike Bickle and the accusers are saying that there was sexual improprieties going on, if he didn't rape them, that must mean that it was a consensual thing to some degree, which mm-hmm. would mean they have, they've committed sin too. I'm for restoring all of them. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can do that is to get them in a room mm-hmm. and find out who's serious about God mm-hmm. and God's love and God's mercy and God's grace. And God's forgiveness. Yeah, but I think that's what, the way you do it. Yeah, but I think you're leaving out there. I th- it's kind of insinuated to me that Bickle must have hypnotized him or something. I'm just saying. Because, you know, they say that you got this spiritual coercion or something that yeah. he's supposed to sprinkle some flower dust on him or something. And now, I'm not making fun. But you're right. Took, but you know what I'm saying. That's, that's exactly the accusation. What you're right. That is the Now, accusation. if he took advantage of these ladies, he's just, that's dead wrong. It's dead that's, wrong. Is, it's sin. Is, that's sin, and it's wrong. And it needs to be repented of. And it needs to be repented of, and then all of the above. Yeah. We're we're totally saying that. But they carrying this thing of, of this spiritual thing that a leader can, like, put a spell over people or something. And I know what they're—and I even get a little bit of it. But if you're thinking that highly of a fellow, you shouldn't be. You're thinking way too high of somebody. And if, but but yeah. I know I know I'm going to get some hate mail on this, but I get what they're saying. There, people of influence can be of such influence that you'll almost do anything that they say. That's right. I totally get that. I don't have. Mm-hmm. I, it's not that I don't get that. I do get that. But I think you can't put everything in that camp. 
No, you can't put everything in that camp. Now, the truth is, the enemy, if anything didn't happen here, it's obvious the enemy's still involved. Without if a something did happen here, it's obvious that the enemy's involved. Without a doubt. You know what I'm saying? So in my estimation, if you don't go with full restoration of everyone, if God's in it, now listen to me, a test, if God's in it at the end of the day, if everybody wins, is God. That's God. One person doesn't win and another one loses. That's right. That's called competitiveness. That's right. That's like a ball game. And that's Basketball. that's a worldly philosophy. That's a worldly philosophy. And that's what we're into right now, that's a worldly right. philosophy. Yeah. So it the the philosophy of the scriptures, the truth of the scriptures is all we're asking to get equal time. Just yeah, give, absolutely. Just and, give and, it equal time. And I do want to say this. I wrote an article on Kingdom Prophetic Society on the homepage, on the blog. Mm-hmm. Just wrote a blog about this, and I said, Galatians 6.1 does not say, Brethren, if a man be overtaken with a fault, ye which are spiritual, investigate the matter thoroughly until you can find mm-hmm. who's to blame. It does not say that. Oh, what does it say? It says to restore them. It does not say to This thing of, oh, we've have to, we have to investigate this. That's not in the Bible. God I does not have a gifted you. office called investigators. I can't believe that Mike Bickle hadn't got five men to go down there and sit with him and say, Mike, talk to us. Yeah. And I can't believe, I will not believe, I refuse to believe that he won't sit there and tell them the truth. Absolutely. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. I just, I mean, I, I've not ever been in a situation. See, I believe that Mike Bickle's a brother. Yeah. I believe Mike Bickle has the Holy Spirit in him. Mm-hmm. It's being said now that he's a false prophet and all that. And that's what I'm saying. This thing is so, I mean, people are saying things now that hasn't got anything to do with the origin here. Nothing to do with Nothing it. Nothing to do with it. It's yeah. already mushroomed out. Yeah. To, you know, they're going to have him out there with Ted Bundy or something. Yeah. So I'm just, well, the truth is Ted Bundy could probably be forgiven more than Mike Bickle. Absolutely. To, to hear people talk. Yeah. And uh, so I think it's a good time for us Christians to check our own hearts. And we need, and I know, is any crisis will cause us to, but to really see if the gospel's working in our own life. Yeah. And there's two reasons. I think what concerns me the most, guys, is it appears that there's some that's been hurt. And uh, Jason mentioned beforehand, Jeff or Jason, that there's a new phrase going around now. What was it, Jason? It's church hurt. Church hurt. Church hurt. Church hurt. It's like yeah. the new religion. It's the it new is. denomination. It's the new denomination. <laughs> it's the new denomination called church hurt. And a lot of people that I'm hearing, Jeff, at 71 years old, is people that's had church hurt, and they're speaking out of that hurt. So it justifies their bad, wrong behavior. And, and bad choices. And bad choices. I'm not saying they weren't hurt. Yeah. And they could have been hurt by an idiot. Right. I'm not saying. Absolutely. Hurt by an idiot. If you got a hundred people in a church, how many idiots are in there? All hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if most of the time that true judgments take place that's not of the Lord yeah. is when we're condemning somebody out of hurt. Yeah. Now there, I know there are some that has some concerns. Is maybe not doing that out of hurt. Mm-hmm. Maybe doing out of honesty and all of that. But our focus, I think, first they said, "Well, what would y'all do about it?" Well, the first thing we would have done about it is we would have left it with the elders yes, and with the men that are in Absolutely. Mike's life and with That's Mike right. and those that are accusing. Yeah. And nobody's name, including Mike's, would yep. even come out of there. That's right. 
and and we would have right. held it. Uh, the goal would have been to keep it contained, knowing you'll have some leakage. Mm. But still, the goal would be it would have been contained. Now, and I'm going to say something now that'll get us a little bit of mail. But right now, they're protecting protecting the accusers, and I'm for that. I'm okay with that. Totally okay with that, as long as they do everybody the same way. They protect the accusers, they protect the elders, and you protect Mike. All the same way. I'm I'm up for that. The thing that I say is a little bit too late for that, and I just wanted to point this out. There is, there's a principle in the word where sin adds adds upon sin, adds upon mm-hmm. sin, adds upon. Did anybody have the thought that by going public now with all of this, that it was not going to draw out a worldly attack on Mike and the accusers and on the church itself? On everybody. Did we not think that that was going to happen? So what you're doing is you're adding sin to sin. Well, 92% of what's out there now, I promise you, is not true. Absolutely. I promise you, 92% of now. Absolutely. It's not even, it's gotten, absolutely. It's gotten so far off yeah. of any truth. Yeah. And I'm not saying that the accusers are false, but I am saying there's more accusers than just the original accusers out here now. Yeah, that's right. We got a boatload full of accusers yeah. that are out here calling them false prophets of the devil and all this sort yeah. of mess and talking about Bob Jones and about you know all of these guys and and it has it, nothing to do it, it with this topic it has nothing to do with it nothing. And, and that's what i say even and i i just it really bothered me when everybody started coming out of the woodwork about how rick was responding to it now and criticized rick for that didn't make sense i found the meme okay go for it of the internet this is the the people on the internet right now wait a minute wait a minute Meme. What's a meme? How dare you? Yeah. What does that? What is? Is that a meme? That's, that's that girl. That's that, Greta. That's Greta. The climate Greta. change activist. Climate change. How she, dare you? Oh, you're a boomer. See, yeah, Jeff, I can't do it. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Jeff, Jeff did. He did. Sorry. What is it? it went right, I'm sorry, audience. It went right over his head. Just, I, yeah, because you know I don't have any See, hair. What is a meme? First of all, a meme is sarcasm. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Being sarcastic. It's being sarcastic. Being sarcastic. You should, you should really understand that. Yeah, you're, you are a meme. You're a meme. <laughs> you're full of meme. Boy, well, that just went right over your head. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you. That was beautiful. <laughs> the thing, oh, here's, here's, here's the thing about, about uh, those on the internet. And don't be a boomer. I won't. I'm not going to be a boomer. I'm going to be a uh, articulate, eloquent, excellent Arbitrator. Arbitrator. That's what I was trying to think yeah. of right there. I got that. lost in the steel trap. I knew that. Arbitrator of, of the truth. Here's what. Those on the internet, they told everybody to stay off the internet. Well, how'd that work out for that 80-year-old woman? No, I don't think she she agreed with that from, from Kansas City. Yeah, we from watched well, Jason, I don't think you saw um, her. There's an 80-some-year-old woman. She's going viral out there. And I yeah. Tickled yeah. Me. He said, don't tell me I can't be on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she. I like her tearing them up. Don't y'all listen to that stuff? Don't listen to that stuff. Brown told. <laughs> he said, "Don't get on the internet." Can't tell me not to get on the internet. <laughs> you know, but but the thing is, though, when this thing went out public, and and it made the local news, I know, mm-hmm. on television. Mm-hmm. But now it's globally around because he was a global figure, mm-hmm. and how people can't connect the fact 
that what he called for before the Israel war in the in the praying for Israel. And, and, and I need to say this to all of those people that's attacking Mike Bickle just simply because you don't believe in the same doctrines that he does. Neither do I. Mm-hmm. But that's not the point. That is not the point. That has nothing to you do with You got to decide this. if he's a brother or not. That's that's the to bottom us, line. To us, he is. He's a brother. But I know some of these critics uh, out here won't call. They've called him the, everything but the Antichrist, based off a of doctrine. Mm-hmm. Just because based they don't of believe of, in some of the doctrines that he believes in, just because you believe something doctrinally different, does not mean we shouldn't cover each other. Everybody in their doctrines today, Jeff, they don't agree with yourself ten years ago. No. Well, except for me. I, I pretty, pretty much had all of mine settled years ago. But, you know, that's a di- different podcast. Different podcast. We'll do that at another time. You know what I'm saying? Now, can we talk about another okay, topic? Yeah, let's that, move on. Because we've talked about these topics, I think. We, we about run them out. Yeah, but, but what's this? I've about had my feel of this thing. Well, leaders are held to a higher standard. Okay, I want you to speak to that right quick, and then and then after you speak to it, I'll speak to it. Well, I think that everybody's held to a higher standard. And what is that standard? Well, it's just the standard of the Word of God. That's right. But we, I thought we all understood that we're shooting for that standard, but I thought it was a given that we were coming up short. Now, that's just me. <laughs> that's just me. I must have missed something. I missed. Did everybody miss that memo? We have all come short. Well, that's the way I've been taking this thing. Maybe I need to take it a little harder at heart than I've been doing. But I thought, I was just hoping that the only one you I was coming up short for most of this stuff was me and the Lord. <laughs> that's right. I didn't know we were going to broadcast it everywhere. Apparently we are. This is a newsflash to me as well. I didn't understand. You know, Paul gave the uh, list of characterizations to Timothy about someone that desires the office. Of, it should be blameless without mm-hmm. pro- reproach, all that stuff. Everyone puts that to their t- the totality of their life. Mm-hmm. You know, in other words... If you have ever, it also says that you shouldn't lose your temper. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the, does that mean that if you lost your temper in the eighth grade and punched out your best friend in the nose, you're disqualified from ever doing anything mm-hmm. in the house of God? Apparently, that's the way they're interpreting right. this. You know, it seems to me like. So the thing now, you, I think you address this and drew a parallel between the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. you know, and all that. Could you just share a little bit of that, and let's see how that flies? Well, I was just saying that with the Ten Commandments, let me give you this first. You remember K. Author? Yeah. You remember, did you ever know any of the K. Author's teaching, Jason? Yeah. It's yeah. kind of before your time, but yeah, she's written a lot of books. And a great, great Bible teacher, and I think she's still alive. I think she is. But K. Author said one, well, we'll forget it. She was talking about how men fail, how women fail. She said that when people fail, most of the times the judgments comes out of ignorance. And this one lady told Kay, she said, stood up and said, well, listen, I've been in situations and I've never failed and I don't plan on failing. And she said, well, evidently you've never met a David. Because her story was about David and Bathsheba and how yeah. Bathsheba failed and all that. Mm-hmm. She said, it's apparent that you've never really met a David. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's a good point mm-hmm. because everybody thinks, no, I wouldn't fail, I wouldn't fail. I'll tell you something. The enemy knows your number. Yeah, buddy. 
And don't you think that he can't put something in front of you to where you'll fail? That's right. I'm just being very, very honest. Satan's a very skilled psychologist. He's a very skilled one. And and I'll tell you something else, too. With some people, Jeff, and you know what I'm talking we've said this before. There's some leaders that we go to battle, spiritual battle, all the time. I'd rather go to battle, and I'm all for going to battle with someone that's never failed. But I'll be honest with you. I trust more somebody that's failed, gotten forgiven, gotten back up, and run the race again. I'll almost say it this way. I, I'd rather yeah, boy, run I from somebody too. that's got a limp. Yeah, boy. Is that because that's exactly right. there's amazing yeah. wisdom that comes with it. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. that doesn't compute in a lot of people's lives. I know that doesn't work in their Christianity. Yeah. But I hope you can hear what I'm trying to Listen, say and they, not what I'm not there saying. There is nobody out there screwed up more than me. And I'm just a truck driver. Ain't nobody screwed up more than me. I've been forgiven. I don't live in that condemnation anymore. Mm-hmm. But can I just say that those, most of the time, it's never failed or think they haven't. They haven't failed because they've never been on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Well, see, we've both been on the same battlefield for 35 Absolutely. years. And I can say that as we've all failed and got up and got over it, and I mean, we've went to each other, I don't know how many times, said, what in the world are you thinking? Yeah, that's exactly right. Are you an idiot? Alan has come to me and, twice, and <laughs> I've went to him like 30,000 times. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> and I will say, Jeff, and I'm partial probably, he's the best preacher I've ever heard in my life. Oh, Lordy. You really are, Jeff. I've never heard well, anybody preach you. Like, you, like you have, and, and you learned well from me. Now, hell, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was being so humble and kind <laughs> but but really and truly the bible says to the one who's been forgiven much you will love much will love much that's right <laughs> and there's a biblical principle there yeah if i have to explain it to you you just can't get you're it. not going to you're just not going <laughs> you know exactly right. not going to get it did that's in the right. bible is there a story any stories about somebody that wasn't restored at some point i mean if you think about it paul yeah you got paul you got um, moses well, all I mean, every all one the, of them. Every one of them was huge rough. I mean, oh, every one of them. I mean, every rough. Bible character God had something to say about, but they but were restored that's and used. The point. That's the point. That's I mean, the point of the gospel, right there. Paul, it's complete Paul, restoration. Paul was a preacher of the church. I mean, he was. He killed Christians. Oh, he, he killed Christians. He's, kill, he's a murderer. Yeah, and. He was the chief of sinners, he said, and he literally I actually that. heard a guy on one of them podcasts. Honestly, I heard this. I'm telling y'all I heard this. This past week. On one of these podcasts. On one of these podcasts that was saying, well, they bring, keep bringing up David. He said, if David was in the New Testament, he wouldn't be allowed to preach in most yeah, churches. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> I'm thinking, are you a complete idiot? And apparently he was a complete idiot. Well, I didn't think he was until he said that. I mean, how stupid I mean, can that, you possibly be? How stupid? Well, there again, if you got to explain that one out. Uh, yeah. Listen, that sound, that comes from a, this whole thing, and I hate to say this, but it's true. This whole fiasco comes out of the woke movement. There you go. What it you're is, seeing yep. happen right it now. It is the woke movement in the church. It's the woke movement. It's the Me Too for Christians. It's the yes. Me And they even said that, they, that one podcast. The one podcast brought out Me Too yeah. and said it was a positive thing. And, you know, he was proud of it. And I'm well, thinking, this, okay, well, now, you know, the next time some allegation, and something will come out, yep. there will be an allegation about that person. Probably it, won't it, be it, nearly as widespread as what this one is because that guy ain't known by nobody. But an allegation is going to yeah, be made. Then what's will. he going to do? 
it boomerangs. Yeah. It just boomerangs. And my heart goes out for him, Jeff. I'll be honest. Absolutely. I couldn't believe that, Well, when, when he said it, I ducked. I yeah, thought, oh, well, mercy. I was just embarrassed for him. I just felt like, man, you're, you're saying this and pe- other people can hear him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just bad. That's just hugely bad. Other people can hear you. I mean, does he not know that he was live? It was a live microphone and got recorded, and then he put it out. That's crazy. That's insane. <laughs> I'm telling you what. what the, reason, oh. the reason we believe in the gospel is because of God's forgiveness and grace and he's asking us to cover each other. We go to each other. We don't, we're not negating that at all. Right. But we don't think we're the ones. We, I believe that there's people around them that God has in place, and I'm praying for them. I'm praying for the leadership of the church. I just keep seeing five or six men around Mike that just need to be in there hammering. And I know. think that process can happen. The p- real problem is, is now it's already out there now. Mm-hmm. It's, the damage has been, listen, Satan has won. Can God get the victory? Yes. And he ultimately will, and we know that. But I'm saying that in the world's purview, and if everyone thinks, you were so right in what you said earlier about everybody seeking for justice, because that is the world's way of dealing with things. That's the way the world does it. But that's not the pattern of the Word of God and how the church no, is supposed no. to relate to each other. Yep. That is not the pattern. Old that's Hart, not. Old at Heart just brought up a good point. He said it's almost like the adversity is trying to discourage godly men to lead the church. Okay, now. Yeah, why would you? Tell, that's, that's tell Old at Heart. We talked about that yeah, earlier. Sure we had to, who is going to want to answer who the in, call? Who in their right mind exactly. would sign up for that? Who, who would want to? And I think it, that is a problem. That's a problem. That is the problem. And can I I just say, one time at the church down here, Alan, Mm -hmm. you know this. We had, I think, 18 preachers. We did. At one time that was called out. Called to preach. Can I just say, you don't see that anymore. Mm -mm. As a matter of fact, you have to search high and low to find somebody Mm -hmm. that will come. And I can't remember what, in the Southern Baptist world, what their stats were. But most preachers that's going into the ministry, Mm mm-hmm. Lasting about three or four years. Hmm. Jeff, we had over 18. Yeah. We had up in the mid 20s, and I'll tell you why. The first meet, we start, we had preacher meetings. Yeah, we, we, we had so many men we called did. to preach, Jason, in the church yeah. that we had to have meetings. And you want we do it to meetings? We'd have meetings and give everybody 10 minutes to, <laughs> to preach. That's right. Because you had to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you had to. Because if you didn't, you know, the services were the Holy Ghost moving, you know, yeah. Jason oh, Church. Well, they'd stand up and preach. Oh, yeah. We had to preach them out somewhere. Had to preach we had them to out. Let, if you've been called That's to preach, exactly you got right. up 10 minutes. But, and, but and, I'm going to tell you, that ain't happening nowadays. Oh, no. We had to let, we had to hold the reins back on all the preachers because the Holy us. Ghost was Lord there. Jesus. And they were just, I don't know how many churches we populated with preachers. Oh, listen, we've sent every huh? church in this county into a building project. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's so true. But it was because we would split every other yeah, week, right, right. and, yeah. well, and we, we didn't know it. I mean, uh, <coughs> we were sending the split them out. would happen. Can I just say this in defense of pastors? I what? was a pastor in that day. I want to say this in defense of pastors. Do you know our church split several times, and I didn't recognize it? That's true. I didn't recognize Jason. it. People, they'd be a, they'd be groups of people Jason. that would leave. That's, That's true. true, Jason. That's yes, true. it is. I believe it. They'd and, leave, and, I, and and it'd take me two or three weeks to notice that Jason, they wasn't there. When he noticed it wasn't there, you know what he did? He listened to me. He took up an offering. He took. Up, I did. We, he took up. 
Listen, we had this one group <laughs> split off from us. <laughs> Jeff loaded up the pulpit and the pews took it and to took them to the church. That's exactly right. Give it to them. <laughs> because that's the way you do. That's the way you do. That's the way you do. I wasn't upset. They didn't agree with something. They left. They started another church, and I gave them the pews and the pulpits they needed. Everything they needed. Could be. Took them everything they needed because, listen, that's growth. <laughs> well, I was well, happy with that. And uh, I always question the sanity, but outside of that. See, you turn church hurt and into something positive. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that's exactly right. Seriously, a dozen churches come out of it. Oh, they sure did. Yeah. And there's this whole thing in Hebrews about being outside the camp. Yeah. And I got some understanding yeah, on it a long you, time ago. Yeah, you preached and, that. And boy, I'm telling you, thank you preach. I may preach that again Sunday, <laughs> but I'm afraid if I do, church will sure, It'll be. <laughs> you know, if, if these people would realize that all of us are being restored to the, what God Constantly. saw. Yeah, us before that's the good, foundations of that's the earth. That's, that's right. That's the whole purpose of yes. salvation. Yes, that's right. Jay. Is for us to be re- all be Absolutely. restored. Absolutely. So if you think that you're fully restored, you're not. Yeah. That's right. And you're not going to find a perfect leader. No. You ain't going to find sorry. a perfect leader. You ain't out there. You're not going to. I'm sorry because I'm. There's not only been lead. one. Yeah, per- Alan's not going to lead. So I mean, all the perfect men are dead, and your <laughs> man Alan are ain't feeling so hot herself. <laughs> but Jason, go back to old at heart. There, we didn't quite finish up on his comment. I, what did it say there? Again? He said it's almost like the adversity is trying to discourage godly men to lead the church. Mm. Now nobody's thinking about that. Nobody. No, that's right. They're not. How many people are sitting in the pews out there at IHOPs saying, oh, I'm glad I didn't come forward? Do you know what I would liken it to? What's that? How many guys are wanting to sign up to, to be in the military? It's the same thing. It's the exact it's, same thing. It is. Jeff's done There's, both of them. Yes, sir. It's the same know what, thing. But you know what I'm saying? There's, it's a... Boy, I'm glad you brought We that have me tooed. We're me too in the church right into a woke... Yes, that's army. Right. That's what you're yes. looking at, and that's why that the, it's down in the militaries because yeah. they tried to do the woke philosophy. And you know, me and Old at Hearts had a lot. Of, we've had several discussions about this kind of this particular topic, and I swear that is why so many of these young men are are drifting towards the Doug Wilsons. I agree, and the, I agree the, with that. The Calvinist, report, the Calvinist, yeah, is because they're. I don't think they'd put up with this. I'm just no, saying. I don't well, think they, you can't put up with it because if you've been chosen, yet they got yeah. to deal with it. They, yeah, you're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> they're just stuck. They're just stuck. Man, I'm me. telling you, they're stuck. Yeah, they're it, really it was stuck. predestined <laughs> to happen. It That's was predestined. <laughs> but you know, you brought up the military. And I want to point this out. I know we're probably out of time, but let me let me point this out. I pastored for 20 years. I actually taught in a Bible college, and you know where I learned a lot of the principles that shaped my thinking was in the military, more than in Bible college, more than even, if I can say this, I was highly disappointed. And here's why. In the military, there was a code of conduct you followed. If that code of conduct was broken, the soldier wasn't cast aside, might have been punished, Mm -hmm. but he was back on the line. In the military, we covered each other. Mm -hmm. Whether we liked each other or whether we didn't. Regardless of the color of our skin, regardless of anything, you covered each other. When it came to battle, you covered each other. And you trusted each other. You had to trust each other. I left that military, and I went into God's army in the church. Not the same code of conduct exists. The only thing I can tell you, the code's not being taught. No, it's not. It absolutely isn't being taught. And what we're hearing out there this past week, which upsets me and you a little bit, 
a whole lot. It's people that don't understand that code. How did they don't. The, how did the orders come down? What how, what was? How yeah, did, see, there was a chain of command. Chain of command. There was a how chain of command, work? and the orders come down from where I was at. The orders came down from division, division headquarters, and they got their orders from higher up. Right. But you got division headquarters would send the orders down to battalion. Mm-hmm. Battalion would send it to company. Company would send it to the squads. Okay. Now, nobody questioned the orders. Sometimes the orders didn't make sense. You didn't question them. You followed them. Mm-hmm. I got my orders from the squad leader until I became squad leader. Mm-hmm. And then once I became squad leader, I got my orders from battalion. And then I passed those orders down to the squad. When we didn't understand some orders, what we learned when we would be out in the field and doing maneuvers and things, what we learned is... We didn't have the full puzzle. We didn't have every piece of the puzzle. We were just a piece. Let me ask you this. Like when you were in your first battalion, is that what you were in, mm-hmm. a battalion, when you started? Yeah. You came out of basic training. Came out of basic a, training. I was well, a part of, yeah. Well, during basic training, did you get your ever get your feelings hurt? I'm, I'm just asking. Just, I'm just asking. There were I these mean, things called I'm, drill sergeants. I mean, I'm just asking. I mean, They're, I don't yeah. know if, if you got your army hurt or what. Yeah, see. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just Which, asking. Yeah. I don't know. And can I tell you, I had two drill sergeants. Okay. Their job was to hurt my feelings. That was their whole purpose in life. Their purpose in life was to hurt everybody's feelings. Did they do a good job? Oh, did they ever do a good job. The one thing you didn't do is let them know your feelings was hurt. Because then they, you really. Oh, no, yeah. Then you were marked. <laughs> you were a marked man. You were a marked hurt man. Oh, yeah. So this is a true story. That sounds cruel. I had been there two days. I went through the processing place uh-huh. and got to the a platoon. It was our first introduction to the drill sergeants, and they were to confiscate all civilian stuff to take away from you, you know. Mm-hmm. But I kept back a few things that I, I thought didn't think about. You know, in my bag, it was behind the bunk, stuff to write with. Yeah, yeah. So I'm standing there at attention, and while one drill sergeant was barking and carrying on up and down, the other one was going behind the bunks. Well, he got to mine, found that bag, and he throwed it, and the bag just came right over top of the bunk, right over top of my head, and landed right at my feet. And it made a kaboom. The other drill sergeant turned around, seen this bag, and he came, said, is that your bag? And I said, yes, it is. He got his hat, the brim of his hat, at my forehead, and he was screaming and spitting in my face. And the first thing that came to my mind was the Gomer Pyle episode, where <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant Carter did that to Gomer, and I laughed. You I did, did not. No, you did uh, not. I thought you of Gomer, and I started to say, well, golly, Sarge. <laughs> no, you did I not. I started laughing. Now, how'd that work out for okay, you? Okay, well, upon the laughter, I was put in the push-up prone position, and he brought a chair up, and he said, start doing push-ups till I get tired. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He was just sitting there. <laughs> so I did as many, I don't know how many I did. But I, did I did as many until I, I was shaking and trembling. And then both drill sergeants was on either side screaming, I better not touch the floor, I better not touch the floor, I better not touch the floor, <laughs> and, and, and then I touched the floor. <laughs> and upon touching the floor, you had to start all over. <laughs> Did you I mean, have, did you have army hurt? Listen, let me tell you, I was so abused. <laughs> I learned so a principle, much. though. Let me tell you, I learned a principle. This, learn? is, this is also a true story. I learned a principle that uh, my grandfather had taught me, and I preached it later in reference to the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. 
And the principle was to master those that were above you. And the only way to master those that are above you is through obedience. The elder son never yeah. left home. Yeah. The elder son stayed and worked for his father. Everybody talks about the prodigal, right? right? right. Well, when the prodigal came home, he killed the fatted calf for him. He did. But all the cattle in the field belonged to the elder brother. He put a ring on his finger, on the prodigal's finger. Right. But all of the jewelry the father had belonged to the elder brother. Right. He put shoes on his feet, but every pair of shoes in the father's closet was the elder's bro yeah. elder brother's. He mastered through obedience. That principle meant something to me, and it came back to me then. From that moment, I did everything that I could to be as great of a soldier as I could possibly be. Uh -huh. Four weeks later into basic training, I was named platoon guide, and I was over our guys. Really? And it was through obeying mm -hmm. completely. Yeah. So there is, there is so you did, there's something so about obedience. You're saying partial obedience didn't work out to you. No, it didn't work out. Not so at you, all. So you got to have watch. full obedience. I, just because it was in my heart. <laughs> you had that, it didn't work. No, you had to no, more no it, had, it had to be more. Yeah. It had to be manifest. Yeah, you and Gomer. I mean, Gomer. But I'm saying that I was highly disillusioned coming out of the military, going from that kind of a, of a world into a church world where if you don't shake somebody's hand, well, I think the they're, self, they're I hurt. think where we're weak is in the discipline area, Jeff, absolutely. To be honest with you. We absolutely and we're not are. I'm not I guess we are making fun of people who get their feelings hurt, but there's nobody gets through church or life without getting their feelings hurt. No, come on. That's the reason we're it's kinda not we're kinda happen. laughing. If you're acknowledging you've been hurt by a church or church hurt, as Jason pointed out, that we all get it. Everybody gets hurt. Yeah. But still, as Jeff said, that church hurt can be given to you. It's something to work on to be a disciplined. Listen, we can't go around our whole life getting our feelings hurt, Jeff. No, I mean, I mean, and, you ain't got enough life. No, and listen, and you're gonna you're gonna have to go around whining a lot because, and then the problem is, ain't nobody gonna pay no attention. Nobody cares. Mm -hmm. No see, one see, ever Jason, cared for us like that's Jesus. the way Jeff used to be. And I said, Jeff, they don't nobody care. Just nobody, nobody cares. cares. Yeah, yeah, nobody cares. Thing well, I know is this: Mike Bickle. Is to be restored. Is to That's be restored. Right. Rise up. One last Rise comment up. from Old at Heart. He says, what actual say? armor versus the full armor of God. Yeah, boy. Either way, we are called to battle. We're called to battle. Come That's on That's exactly right. Right there. We need to talk right about there. that next podcast. Just come on now. Who's ready for war? And we need Bickle on the lines. Yes, we need Bickle like we on need, the lines. We need those that are, that are saying that they got a, the accusers. We need them back on the lines. Now, the yeah. truth is, they're hurt, and I'm with you. I mean, I get all that. And then I'm not saying some things that didn't happen probably shouldn't happen. I'm okay with all that. But still, the point is, you got we got to get them back on the line. That's it. We don't have any time to waste. We don't have And the war's raging more intensely now than ever before. Got to have you, every hand on Can you on imagine that? what would happen, Jeff and Jason, if it come out next week that Bickle, all the accusers, They've forgiven each other. And reconciled. Reconciled. Everything's fine. Let's go back to work. Revival. That's what would take place. It would place. break out and bust them walls wide revival. open. Come revival. Revival. That would be and revival. They, and that would be right true there. revival. That'd be revival. Bring the restoration would go through the land. Yes, right there. absolutely. Right there. And it would silence every creature. I want to prophesy that. Go, go ahead. Do it. In, do it. In Jesus' name. Yes. That reconciliation would yes, come to this absolutely. thing with Bickle, the accusers. We pray for healing. Yes, Lord. And we pray that they'll hug each other. Yes, Lord. And they all can come out on the stage. Yes. <laughs> and just cry and yep. shout the victory. There you go. That this gospel of the grace of God Praise is God. true. Yeah, buddy. And it's real. Amen. Now let's just get on with it. Absolutely. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I'll tell you right, so truth, the roof would come off that place. Yeah, that'd be revival. 
Bring it on, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. You want to pray us into that revival? Lord Jesus, I pray for a spirit of revival to come. Put everybody's hearts on fire for you. May our passions Mm. be turned to you. Amen. And not how to manage each other. That's right. God, we need you. That's right. I pray for healing for every accuser. I pray for healing for Mike Bickle. Yes, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you'll stop what the enemy has started. In Jesus' through, name. Through words of dishonor and shame. God, help us to quit find, finding or trying to find places of disagreement and find places of agreement with each other. Help us to honor the fathers. Yes, Lord. And, Lord, I prophesy mm. that I, Hop, Kansas City, will live happily ever after. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 All All right, Jay. We'll see you guys next week. Absolutely. Thank you for joining today's Smith & Rowan Show. You can check out our website at kingdompropheticsociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at smithandrowanshow.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.